man freaked out. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour podcast. That's right. He travels the world running concerts and searches for the best coffee, people, and amazing stories so you don't have to. Pay attention, you're going to learn something for a change. This is a show about all of those things and much, much more. You're blowing my mind right now. This is, I hope someone's recording this. So settle in for a cup of amazing coffee. He's a coffee snob, by the way. Crank that ghetto blaster and enjoy the 150,000 ranked podcast in the land. Ah, fake laugh. Hiding real pain. I think that's an exaggeration. It's the Brenton on Tour podcast. Any questions? Here's BD. Here we are. Season three. Welcome, everybody, to the Brenton on Tour podcast. Season three is kicking off, uh, as we talked about last week in the preview. Basically, we're back. We're talking with all sorts of tour folk from around what I do. Uh, people getting me lots of questions about what's happening on tour. Where, where, you know, how have you been touring? How's COVID been going? I know that dreaded word, whatever. But the world has changed a little bit, as you guys know, and uh, our touring world has changed a little bit, and people's lives have changed in within our world a little bit and a lot, actually. And um, I thought I would put together a bit of a series of shows featuring the people that make it work, the crew, all the behind the scenes, uh, and from crew people to agents to, to artists to you name it they're hopefully all going to be on this season and talking about their experience so far on tour so lucky enough to be surrounded by amazing people out here on this uh on this this touring world that we're in and and um they've all decided that they want to uh join in on the conversation which is awesome and i'm always happy to have uh, guests and people come on to talk about what we do for a living and um these are some of the best guys that i know in this fantastic world that we do. And one of them here is Jimmy story. The guy who actually gave me COVID in uh, Manchester out on Halsey. How are you doing, buddy? Okay. How are you doing? <laughs> doing okay. <laughs> Scott Davis. How are you? My friend, first time we're meeting on this trip, but uh, Daughtry and disturbed and uh, happy to have you on board. My friend, Thanks uh, for my having old me. friend right here. Hoogie. How you doing, uh, bud? I'm good, man. I'm good. This is a, a returning guest to the show. Hoogie's been on here talking coffee and was part of my instant coffee challenge just a couple of months ago, and uh, my body is still recovering from that. But here he is, Hoogie. How are you, man? And of course, my good friend Andy Robichaud, tour manager for the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, whose video is not working, but we'll get his fine, soothing voice along for the ride here. Tour manager for the Bare Naked Ladies, gentlemen. Hello, thank you so much for joining me this week on the Brenton on Tour launch of season three. How y'all doing today, Hoogies? Let's start with you, man. What's going on? Man, great. Uh, been home for about half a week now, uh, just trying to get into that normal routine, obviously, with kids and, and whatnot. You know what it's like. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just uh, got home and disrupt, disrupt, disrupting their schedule, as, as you know, as we all do. And uh Prior to that, I was out with Shinedown for about uh, 30 dates in the U.S. over the last two, three months. So that was pretty You were one of the first cool. people that I knew that went out, actually. And you were you kind of went out there and were doing so many just kind of shows and, and re reporting in and, and doing a lot of your lives on Instagram and some of these things. So, uh, yeah, you were one of the first ones to go out. So I couldn't wait to talk to you about what you were going through because um, you had to experience that first kind of run. Uh, why don't you guys do a bit of a round here and introduce yourself? Uh, Jimmy, tell everybody what you're all about and who you are and all that fun stuff. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Story, uh, tour director for Halsey. <clears throat> uh, I also work with an artist called Group Love. 
Um, so I've been doing this for the last uh, 20 plus years. Yeah, we spent some time together in Europe on Halsey last year, which, well, I guess about almost a year and a half or two years now. What the hell was it? Whatever it was, it was a while ago. Wow. Uh, and she's had a baby since and the world has gone all crazy. Scott, how are you, man? Welcome. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us your um, world. What do, you have to, what do you do out there, my friend? Um, just about ready to go into uh, pre-production rehearsals for a six-week tour with Daughtry, Seven Dust, Tremani, and Travis Brecht. Um, and looking forward to that. That'll be the first official real tour for me since uh, since COVID. Um, <clears throat> but I've been fortunate. I've been working with uh, uh, doing one-offs and stuff with Daughtry and a, a band called the Disco Biscuits um, and have been working since, I guess, March uh, of, uh, yeah, March. I don't know. Ish. It all kind of runs together, you know what I mean, after a while. But, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. No problem, buddy. Anytime. And Andy Robo Show, uh, we've been working together the last year, year-ish uh, on doing uh, building labs across this country and doing COVID testing for film and TV. Uh, tell everybody what else you do, though. Hey, Brent. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry about the video, man. If I knew what I was getting into, I would have put a little preparation into it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so aside from the Rock Doc thing that you and I have been working on, I tour manage a band called Bare Naked Ladies. And um, for about the last five weekends, I guess we fired up in July, but it's been all sort of weekend outdoor stuff, uh, mostly in the U.S. So, um, which, you know, comes with its challenges during COVID, mandatory uh, PCR tests to get back into Canada and all that good stuff. And um, just recently took a bus across the border, which was a great relief after having to fly in and out to do one-offs for so long. Right. So, yeah, that's my world. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, um, as I said, getting lots of questions. I don't know what you guys are experiencing out there as far as questions or people asking you all this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting hammered with it and, and industry people kind of hitting left and right. Everyone's got their opinion about what's going on. But uh, I wanted to get you guys on a round table here and kind of get going now jimmy's got to jump first he's got to go do some stuff so let's go um basically I, the last tour that you were sort of on jimmy uh tell me sort of like that was your first kind of foray back into it so let's start with you any changes to your world that kind of that you weren't really used to or that you had to kind of adjust to on this thing what was kind of the biggest adjustment for you well i think um you, you know so i was just out doing a, a tour with the band group love and one of the, the issues we ran into was with uh, bus drivers. Um, uh, our bus company called us uh, two days before we were supposed to take off and told us they didn't have any drivers available. And so just seeing the, the depletion of staff in the workforce has been uh, quite a challenge. And that was um, definitely something that uh, was an undertaking, you know, uh, that we had everything prepped to go and to be out on a bus and last minute had to adjust and, you know, we're up shit's creek in a way. So I think that's, the, I think that's been a pretty common theme uh, yeah. through this process is the lack of bus drivers, the lack of crew, all the rest of it. Anybody else going through that? Uh, Hoogie, let's go with you, man. Cause you started uh, a while. You were one of the first to go. Definitely, definitely the same experience, you know, lack of bus drivers, lack of, you know, uh, you know, short, a few stage hands here and there uh, when you get to a local venue, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of new, new people when it comes to, you know, stage hands and stuff, you know, people who have never, never done this experienced, you know, being on stage and, and helping push those cases. So, 
a lot of questions, you know, but uh, definitely was, overcame it. Certainly an interesting kind of thing I was seeing. I was, um, I was at with Patrick Dickinson and, you know, everyone on here probably knows Pat really well and Pat's super dialed in. And we were even short on Megadeth and Lamb of God on labor on the in and the out and all the rest of it was pretty, it was quite something to see, um, you know, new people, all the rest of it. Scott, you're getting ready to go out. So, yeah. so uh, have you been talking to Hoogie and guys like that on tour that sort of like, what have you guys been experiencing or what, you know, what, what should I be expecting out there? Um, yeah, well, I've, I've been doing almost every weekend, honestly, since March, since March. Um, and so, you know, doing like the outdoor pods and the, the drive-ins and stuff like that. Um, and, and yeah, you definitely have the, the hands situation, the drivers, like, so we just did a, um, a radio festival uh, in Oklahoma City this this past weekend, and we have a bunch of um, uh, universal gear that goes between A and B rigs. Um, and our load in was at nine thirty in the morning, and we did. And our set time was at like seven thirty, and we didn't see our universal gear until five p.m. <laughs> so um, I, there's, you know, I, I don't know what what happened, but there's obviously some issues with with freight freight companies and drivers and trucks and buses and um you definitely find yourself in situations that are not ideal um but um as you guys all know you just power through it you make contingency plans backup plans and um work with what you have and just try to stay positive and <coughs> grateful for the opportunity to be working again seems to be the common thread there everyone sort of be be grateful to be back out it's definitely different canada at least vancouver yesterday just opened up full capacity so that's going to open up the touring world here in in canada pretty soon i think the rest of the country is basically now back to full capacity so that's going to be interesting i think we'll start seeing some more tours andy you're responsible for movements um and oh, so many things. I'm sure you're wearing a lot of hats as the tour manager for for bare naked ladies right now but you guys just got off a run so um, your world, I, I'm definitely curious from a tour managing world, what you experienced out there with this new kind of COVID world. Yeah, things are different for sure, man. But it's like, um, you know, like I'll give you an example. We, we just did a couple shows like uh, we played in, we played in upstate New York and then flew to Vegas and did an outdoor show. And it's, it's kind of shocking, you know, even in, um, even in upstate New York, you know, you kind of expect it in Vegas, but you know, there's over just like 12,000 people crowded arm to arm with no masks on. It's, it's kind of, it's a different, different thing, you know, getting used to people touching each other and not wearing masks and all kind of like this. Yeah. Kind of like this or kind of yeah. like this. Exactly. <laughs> 3,000 uh, people in a field and not fest right there. So, but we had a couple of days off between Vegas and Palm Springs and everyone elected to stay in the u.s just to avoid the hassle of getting tested multiple times to come in and out of canada you know so it, it is a it's a different scene for sure um jimmy now i uh halsey just did saturday night live so yeah. they were you know they were tv and they were looking at getting uh there's all this sort of testing actually can you explain that process as far as doing a live television show and what you had to go through with, with actually pulling off this Halsey performance on SNL. 
Yeah, I mean, the the biggest change there was, you know, having a test every single time you walked into the room. Um, so, you know, on SNL, usually Thursdays, you do a load-in day, and then uh, Saturday's your show day. And for, for load-in day, show day, and anytime you had to come in and do any sort of prep tech, anything like that, you had to go through and get COVID tested prior to coming on site. Uh, everybody has to be vaccinated. Um, so those are the standard protocols. And then, uh, the, the big change for us was the amount of personnel that they allow you to bring in. Uh, normally it's, you know, it's pretty loose and on this one, it was, uh, you know, they're tightening the reins quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, for, for performance wise though, I mean, she was all alone for the most part, like it just was like her. And I think she had, then she had, uh, um, What's the name from Fleetwood Mac, right? With her? Correct. Lindsay Buckingham so, was with her. Um, yeah, and Lindsay Buckingham, sorry. Choice versus a COVID choice. Right. Yeah, because yeah, the band, you know, that's a whole other thing. But their bands are back doing it. It seems to be kind of getting back a little bit normal-ish yeah. down there, but it, not without its controversy, of course, as we know. But, um, I mean, I guess the general, you know, I have a general question for everybody on this, which, um, you know, can split a few... A, th- a few things and I don't we no one needs to get political or per se unless they want to no problem but I mean how are we feeling about this world right now how are we feeling is it is it a drastic enough difference that it's annoying the shit out of you or are you just like yeah this is the way it's going to be right now and we'll we'll just kind of go with it because Canada right now is still in sort of a certain world um the only vaccinated actually crowd that i played with too like the only actually not me personally played too but the only vaccinated building was in portland everything else was just kind of a, a free-for-all up here you got to be vaccinated to come in to the venue so um and the different protocols backstage obviously mass versus not whatever polarizing subject totally get it but as a touring person are you annoyed or are you just dealing with it and moving on and let's go with hoogie because I know that you've, uh, as I said, you, you've had to go through probably a few phases of this so far. I, I mean, yeah, there, there's definitely a venue to venue. It's different. It's a, you know, different vibe. Uh, some places are strict. Everyone's vaccinated, you know, backstage, you know, working. Everyone's got a mask, you know, some places nobody cares it is what it is. End of the day, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be working and provide for my family. I've done this for over 20 years. So, you know, I'll, wear my mask, do my part, keep hand sanitizer in my pocket and just keep pushing forward. You know, yeah. uh, if you get it, you, you hate to be that person, especially, you know, like yourself, we're both Canadian. Uh, so we have to actually have a, the PCR test to get back into Canada. And if that thing comes up positive, you got to sit for 14 days, you know, that could be a, a big that could change soon. We'll see. I know the, the our prime minister is getting a lot of pressure on that side, but uh, there's a lot of but, testing. You know, you know, that was the biggest thing that ran through 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 my mind being on the road was you know yeah I'm out here. You know, granted I work for a band that you know they would take care of me in that, but it would just suck to be in that position where okay I'm stuck somewhere for 14 days uh, and and you know can't get home. You know, a lot of the guys in the states you know they can do a couple rapid tests and. Oh, got too negative and get on a plane and head home. Uh, a little different for, for you or I. I. We had some positives out there. We had two drivers go down and it gets back to our first point about 
what do you do? Because everyone's got to adjust. And I and I and our, do you have a? I want to go around here on a, on a contingency scenario because in our particular case, we had a driver go down. We had to replace no bus drivers available. That could put you down for a week as they're trying to find guys to replace a bus driver. Then we had another bus driver just quit. Okay, well, got to replace him somehow. Got to try to find another bus. Poor hate breed. That's all I'm gonna say. Those guys had to go through bus hell. Those guys on this thing. But uh, it almost reminded me of like an indie band in a band. Oh, our tire blew. Oh, we hit a deer. Oh, this like it was just the worst. They had the worst bus experience. Um, but you know, people were going through it. But then we had our uh, had Al D go down, and so you know, I think who uh, you mentioned, John Eddie had to had to come in, and we had to get uh, we had to bump a guy up from from the crew and so everyone's got all these contingencies uh, keaton had to jump in there was like you know all these kind of things where people had to jump in for other roles so andy from a tour managing standpoint uh let me ask you about uh, contingency on that side of it are you going into a tour planning on contingency saying if our guitar tech goes down this guy's going to jump in drum tech goes down this person's going to go in if you go down this person's going to go in and I want to go around the table on that from a, from a standpoint. We'll start with Andy on this from a tour managing side. Yeah. Thanks Brent. Well, fortunately uh, we haven't been touring. <laughs> so um, there is no like long range plan. You know, it's all been the weekend warrior stuff. So fly in and fly out. So, um, you know, there has been talk of contingencies, but fortunately nothing that had to be implemented. You were pretty safe on that side. So you guys got away with it. I guess the weekend warrior thing is almost a great, great way to go in that side. Hoogie, what happens if you go down, man? What goes on out there on Shinedown? I mean, I got my stuff well labeled, uh, you know, <laughs> ready, ready for, you know, somebody to, you know, I've got notes like you wouldn't believe, you know, I'm very detail oriented when, you know, you've seen my world uh, when it comes to the gear I work with uh, in regards to the, you know, we, we, over the 30 shows we had two members go down um luckily uh we were in rehearsals and had a little time uh to cover uh, our drummer barry kirch contracted covid before we hit the road uh, i think he came into rehearsals with it and uh about three days into it uh extracted him from the situation left him in a hotel you know and and onward we we went we had a uh, dustin stinkler who who uh 6 a.m. Bleaker Ridge Canadian band. He came out and filled in first three shows. And then uh, I want to say about eight shows left on this tour. My boss tested positive. And, uh, you know, think how many nights I'm standing next to him. And, you know, like uh, I got to agree with Scott, you know, uh, I got the vaccine. It, it was, you know, something I did in the States far before I could even do it in Canada. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm believing in science, you know, when I'm working, I'm wearing my mask, I'm doing that type of stuff. And, you know, I, I didn't contract it. Nobody else got it on the road. So uh, we had to get a fill in and we, you know, we, we moved on. Uh, definitely need, definitely need B rigs, definitely need uh, backup plans. It's going to hurt us uh, if we keep canceling shows. And Jimmy, you, uh, you know, on a Halsey side, and I'm sure after baby time here, it's going to gear up to a bigger thing. And uh, obviously we don't, I don't know any information about that, but I'm saying from the standpoint of she's going to get up and go, um pop world's a little interesting for replacement you know when it comes to replacing people and and, and things like that i think from, from a crew standpoint um 
uh, is management, you know, from a production manager, tour manager standpoint, are you having these chats already with management about contingency and, and things like that? Or, or are you guys kind of waiting until you're ready to gear up to go on tour? Yeah, in, in that sense, I think we're gearing, we're waiting to gear up to go on tour. I mean, my primary concern right now is just making sure that we have staff available for when we do go back on tour. Um, <clears throat> just seeing how, you know, there's a, a lack of uh, workers in, in the workforce right now and, and crew. And, and obviously with next year going to be as busy as it's going to be, that's, uh, that's primarily where my concern is right now is just who's going to be available and uh if we'll have the the talent that we're used to having out there with us yeah weird world i mean you had to build all these uh things in and i guess it's no different than you know take COVID out of the equation if your guitar right. tech breaks a leg you still got to replace them with somebody yeah. you still got to have contingency so that part hasn't changed uh but it's definitely a little bit different from a danger danger standpoint and you know because when someone gets sick or with, with covid and in, in hoogie's case working directly with the with his, his guy and and you, you know there's concerns about what's going to happen next so um okay so uh jimmy i know you got a jump uh and we were getting the tech going so what i want to start uh, where i want to go for a minute on this thing is um where we think 2022 is going to land uh overall now as i mentioned uh They've opened up things in Canada as far as all the venues seem to be now at full capacity. So it's going to be like a um, vaccinated kind of stance when it comes to coming into the building, whether people like it or not. Regardless, that's the way it's going to go. So, Jimmy, where do you think touring is headed in 22 from the standpoint of we're all hearing how busy it's going to be? But do you see uh, it's stopping? Do you see something getting in the way of this thing moving ahead? But what, you know, overall, how are you feeling about where 22 is headed? Um, you know, I'm feeling pretty, uh, pretty solid about 22 outside of how busy it's going to be, going to be for all of us. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I, you know, going back into like some of the things I've experienced recently, just been going to a couple different events myself, uh, over the last weekend where you go to like a football game, uh, you know, I live outside of the Philly area. So I went to an Eagles game recently and it's, you know, you don't have to have a vaccine. You don't have to have a PCR test. You don't have to have any of it. You don't even have to wear a mask to walk into the building. And um, does that know. freak you out? I mean, I don't know where you stand. I don't know where you stand politically. Don't really care on that side. Of just how do you feel about that? I would say it's frustrating because I went to that game and it's you know there's those protocols there. But then you go to I went to a Harry Styles show in New York on Saturday and it's you have to have a vaccine. Kids 12 and up all have to have a vaccine. Uh, you know, everybody has to wear a mask in the building. So it's just the, the, I think that's the more frustrating part is the inconsistency across our entertainment world. You know what I mean? And not, not just in, in touring, but just in, in, in sporting events, any sort of live entertainment right now. Uh, that's been something that I see is like a little bit more frustrating. I wish that it was more on a common ground across, across all platforms. I think that seems to be the, the the common theme is people wish it was a little bit more uh, common uh, in all these different venues, which makes it easier to plan, but not necessarily yeah. happening right now. Um, on, that, on that side, Andy, how are you feeling about 22? Well, the only thing certain about uh, touring right now is that it's uncertain. So I don't know. Everything, you know, it changes daily. Um, but yeah, it shows in the U.S. it, it, it it seems like they've already accepted it, you know, that they're back to 
back to uh, back to full capacity, back to normal. It's an, it's an interesting kind of thing. Uh, you manage uh, tour manager Canadian Act as well. That uh, has to deal with both sides. Jimmy's got to jump everybody. So that's Jimmy's story. Appreciate you jumping on. Uh, hopefully we'll see you out there on tour, my man. I uh, had a great time with you on Halsey oh, yeah. and, and hopefully we can do it again. She becomes one of the biggest stars in the world. That'd be great to be able to do that together and good to be a part of it. This, this juncture, uh, where can people find you online yeah. if they want to reach out and bug you? Um, I'm on Instagram under, uh, I think it, I forget what my handle is, but, uh, you can find me on Instagram under Stoji Jiki, I think is what it is. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there you go. That's Jimmy story. My running partner, on, appreciate running it. partner on tour and, uh, and I appreciate seeing you, buddy. Next time. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. We had a, uh, a good, a good time out there on tour on, uh, in Europe and stuff. And then that was a, we didn't get quite into, uh, what was happening out there, but we, we have a funny story about Manchester, which is where I actually got COVID, um, on that Halsey tour, by the way, Britain on tour mugs. Look at that shit right there. Hoogie following your lead right there. Look at that. It heats up with the coffee. Dude. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. So we were in Manchester and the, uh, we, our merch guy on man, on, on the show ends up cracking a joke to the, to the building that everybody on the tour had COVID. And at that point, nobody had really COVID that we knew of. No one had been diagnosed with it. It was still March early over. This was like March the 10th or 11th. I think we did like the last show in the world, honestly, because we, our downbeat was like 11 o'clock and then midnight the world shut down the next day and jimmy pulls everybody into the office and he's like if you're fucking sick get the fuck out of here right now and everyone's like well i'm fine yeah i'm okay well you know and what jury's out on that side of it uh everyone no one left and everyone can, can continued on and and did the show but uh then i landed uh in vancouver not feeling so hot and um well tested positive after that. And I had to call Jimmy and be like, I'm positive, man. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't, wasn't great. Cause we were all just together after that. And we had somebody else go down with that, but uh, that's a weird phone call to be able to make, you know, and have to go through it. You know, Scott, have you gotten through this whole thing? Okay. Have you, did you get COVID at all? Or are you feeling good? And I, and I have not, uh, I have not, to my knowledge, I have not had COVID. Um, <laughs> I, I, been tested a bunch obviously i'm vaccinated so um our tour manager did have it uh, but we were um it, it didn't really change things because we weren't in the middle of uh, a show or a run or anything like that so he and he was he was fully vaccinated um it, you know and just got some mild symptoms and bounced right back so very fortunate uh and, and glad that was the case with him um you know, I, I've, you know, but I, I again, I, I'm fine with whenever I have to wear a mask. I mean, it's it's obviously not comfortable, but I'm to the point where I'm, I'm going to do whatever's required. Uh, and, you know, it's fine. I mean, I've, I've been flying a lot. You have to wear it in the airport and on the airplanes. It's it's really not that big of a deal, you know. Um, and so, you're going out with four bands this time. And I know that Tremonti and yeah. us have been, been touring together, but you're going out with four bands, which is, we just had four on my run and it's like wrangling the circus. Everyone sort of was on board. Uh, Hoogie, how many people do you have on yours, on your Shinedown run? 
sorry about that. Uh, it was, it was different every night. Uh, you know, like it was a festival or two on the weekends. It, you know, we did, I think a handful of shows with the struts. I think the first eight shows was pop evil. So, you know, every night there was a, a different band, different opening, you know, band for a few different days. Uh, Scott ran into him at a festival. Uh, you know, it was, uh, protocols were different everywhere. So yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. Yeah, I know. I did. I said mention I was thirty thousand people in a field in uh, in Iowa, and that was an eye we, opener. On that we side, did, uh, you know? we did Blue Ridge Rock Festival, thirty six thousand people, uh, and Steve-O from Jackass was there and went down to his pants. I'll send you the footage, and uh, he crowd surfed <laughs> over the whole. <laughs> I, I want to catch COVID today, and take took his shirt off and went out there. But uh, yeah, that's crazy, so. Andy. I was following you around everywhere, man. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it was, I'd come, you know, you were, you were just behind us on, on our tour. It was like, oh, bare naked ladies are coming in and all the rest of it. Uh, you did an amp tour. Did you, were you indoors at all? Were you all amps on your run? No, we did a couple, like you played out in the field there at Soaring Eagle. Uh, they, they were taking that setup down when I was there, but we were actually inside. That was one of the few inside shows we did. So, you know, I, we did Portland on this, as I said, and it was like the one of the uh, only shows where everyone in the building was vaccinated. And I was standing in the middle of the arena and I'm looking around and there's like 8,000 people, 9,000 people in this thing. And I'm looking around going, everyone in this building is vaccinated. And it was the weirdest feeling because it's the first venue I'd been in where every single person was vaccinated. And it has been such a polarizing issue on tour. I don't know. You... <laughs> You don't get it as much, I guess, because you guys don't go out into the house. But I had guys getting up my shit right, right up in front of me, like, take the fucking mask off and blah, blah, blah. It was really, really ugly in, like, Michigan and Indianapolis and Dallas. It was getting a little bit ugly on that side. Uh, but being in that fully vaccinated arena was this weird feeling. It shouldn't be weird, but it was this weird feeling because it was like everyone in here is vaccinated. And everyone was, like, coming out into the arena and looking around like this. They were all like, what is this? <laughs> this super magical thing that was happening. I don't know. It's, it was odd, but um, did you, has everyone been comfortable? You guys feeling, were you feeling comfortable? I know Andy, you, or sorry, um, Hoogie, you mentioned that uh, you're doing your part, but are we all feel? are we feeling good? Are we feeling like the venues I, uh, are, are protecting and, and doing their part to help everybody here or what? I mean, the venues, uh, you know, are, it's, it's different state to state, like you said, place to place. I haven't had any moments where I felt uncomfortable or somebody you know, like you said, approached you or, or got in your face over wearing a mask or anything, you know, I haven't had any issues in that world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, all I can do is, is my part. I can't make somebody else do it. Right. It's all you can do. The, the pushback you know? is like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's all you what, can do. What, for me, the weirdest part was getting home and, you know, oh, do you have your vaccination? Do you have your vaccination card and ID, please? That that was for me weird. Now that I come home, I spend so much time in the states. You know, I, I've been I've been going to the states since God uh, the beginning of October of last year, when a lot of people in our country, you know, wouldn't even go. You know, I remember right. people, you're gonna go, to, you're gonna go to America, you're, you're gonna get COVID. <laughs> you know, but. Uh, but didn't it feel like you were getting away with something? Did it, did it feel it, like it you're did. getting away with something? <laughs> Andy, did it feel like that? Like, like oh, you're getting away with something? In, welcome. <laughs> I go home and I get, you know, the third degree. Oh, you were in the States. Step over here. 
I, I had a weird feeling because Andy, Andy and I have been, as I said, we've been working together this past year with uh, Rock Talk out of Vancouver, which is awesome. Uh, but do, building labs and and doing film and TV work, and you know, I think people need to to follow the the film and TV business because the, the positive rates have been relatively low on that side, but they're also testing like crazy. But um, but uh, we were kind of used to that group testing, eh, Andy? But then you get down in there and you, you start doing shows. I just felt like we were getting away with something. I don't know. How, how was your feeling to get out there for the first time? Yeah, I don't know. Again, it was the weekend thing. And, and there was so much work involved in getting my little core group tested and, you know, following the rules. And, you know, it's a rapid antigen to get into the States and it's PCR to get out. and It's, you know, 72 hours to get back into Canada and, and essentially four days. They call it three days, but four days to get into the U.S. So it's all... Uh, you know, it was all kind of confusing and then explaining that to the group of guys and, you know, go, going back to your earlier point too, Brent, like, you know, this, this business, like people just adapt. Like, I don't think, I don't, you know, know of another business where you could just say, Hey guys, we're going to do this. And everyone just does it, you know, like, uh, you know, we got tested in the back alley in Buffalo, we, you know, rolled up and got swabbed, you know, and all the guys just piled out of the van and got swabbed and got back in and didn't question anything about it. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, and again, we weren't touring, so I didn't really feel like we were getting away with anything just because there was so much work to do to do a one-off, you know? Um, this is going to be an interesting one kind of coming up because, um, I think it's going to be so busy that we're going to get a real good look at what's going on with our business here next year and how everyone's kind of feeling about being back out there. I don't see any slowdown happening now. I think, I think we're pressing ahead now and I think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to kind of uh, see if we get any tours go down or any cancellations on that side of it. I think that you're still going to have tours go down. I think people are still going to test positive regardless and how they handle it. And I guess it's, as long as your principles are, are still out there doing it, everything else is adjustable, I guess. I, I feel like in the States there we're full on, we're back in action. And like you said, it's just how they deal with it when the cases pop up. Uh, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how places like Canada, you know, Shinedown just announced a tour across Canada in February. Mm. So uh, a month ago, I would have been, eh, but now that I see venues are full capacity again, maybe it will happen. You know, uh, you know, what's what's the European festivals going to be like, you know, next year? You know, Scott, like me, we spend a lot of time every every year. We've probably gone to Europe. How many, you know, countless times and not to been able to go, you know, even yourself, you know, been able to go to last two years has been odd. You know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. I feel uh, I felt good about being out there and actually able to do it, um, and be kind of part of that first group of people that got to do it and kind of be the guinea pigs. Uh, I think we've all had our chance to weigh in uh, to our respect um, bosses and parties and people that hire us to let us know uh, whether our opinion matters. It's still going to press ahead. <laughs> it's still going to go. That was it's true. That, that was a great feeling though, was being out there first. The the only time I ever felt guilty was when i was in the studio and i was calling home and ontario i mean we were the most locked down and my better half i think she was three months into lockdown number three or whatever and here i am like living a normal life nothing's changed i'm in the studio in charleston like two months deep and you know 
is what it is. And here I am calling home, putting on a mask just to, you know, so, so, so they don't realize, but it was definitely different. Scott. Um, okay, buddy, you're gearing up. So um, tell everybody a little bit about what you do out there and then we'll let you guys all, all jump. I know you, you have busy lives, so we'll kind of go around the horn about, uh, and just because people also ask you what the various jobs are that people do out there. So yeah, let's give a, a brief, like kind of once over about what your role is out there with disturbed and with Daughtry. And then uh, we'll go from, and we'll let you out of here. So. Sure. Um, when, uh, when I work for disturbed on the base tech uh, for John Moyer um, and uh, he's, he's great. Those guys are all uh, great, great people. They, they take very good care of their crew. They're, they're total pros. Um, and um, unfortunately I, I wasn't able to do, the last uh, festival they just did, and I won't be able to do these. They have a few shows coming up in November, but um, uh, you know, I, I hope that future opportunities to work with them will will present present themselves. Uh, it just I've, I'm committed with Daughtry for this uh, album cycle that they're on. Daughtry just released his new uh, record, their their new record, uh, Dearly Beloved, um, and in that. Um, with that camp, I uh, am Chris Daughtry's guitar tech, as well as Josh Steely's guitar tech. Um, and it's, I would say, a pretty typical busy gig. Um, a lot of guitar changes. I'm doing some cues for uh, for Chris, um, you know, with his clean and dirty sounds. Um, but one thing you had mentioned in, in the past is like, how, you know, what do you, what can you do? Contingency plans, things of that nature. When we get into rehearsals, um, I'm, I'm going to automate all that via time code so that in case something does happen, and I get COVID, um, you know, a new tech, a fill-in tech wouldn't have to, you know, worry about learning cues and, and, you know, they could just focus on doing the guitars and the changes and then all of the, um, the tones, uh, and effects and things like that will just happen automatically. So, um, but yeah, that's the gist of it, man. Uh, both, mm. you know, da Daughtry is a fantastic uh, camp to be involved with. Um, I've known all those guys for probably 12 or 13 years. Um, I was the tech for one of the support acts on their first tour when uh, he had the, their, their very first big hits and they were doing arenas and stuff like that. And so it's nice to, to have that that family kind of vibe and that uh you know it's, it's comforting awesome buddy where can people find you online uh you can find me on instagram uh at son of a nun s-o-n-o-f-a-n-u-n um which is an actual fact i my my mother was a nun um wow there we go <laughs> that's another yeah. podcast next week there you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, That's man. Scott Davis. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this week, man. I really appreciate you jumping on and um, all the best out there with Daughtry and, and uh, Disturbed. And hopefully we'll uh, cross paths out there on tour and come back anytime. Yeah, for sure. For anytime, sure, man. Buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Okay. Appreciate you guys having Bye. me. Bye. Thank uh, all right, Andy, Show. tell everybody what you do for a living and how you do it, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Brent. So, uh, yeah, I'm the tour manager for Bare Naked Ladies. Um, and how do you describe that? I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. well, the band, spectacular bunch of guys. They've had a crew for a very long time. Some of the guys have been there for as long as 30 years. Um, 
So I don't know much more to say to them about them. You know, they're spectacular guys and they're an institution in Canada. Um, so yeah, I'm their logistics guy, I guess. You know, I uh, make sure they have hotels and ground transportation and flights and, you know, get to and from the gig and get paid for the gig, basically. So uh, that's about how I would sum that up. If I'm having a bad day on tour, uh, and uh, that means that Andy's having a bad day on tour, <laughs> and production managers and tour managers have to deal with a promoter rep, and they can make our life hell, but Andy, uh, I don't uh, think he would ever do that to anybody. So uh, hell of a guy, and appreciate you jumping on the pod today. Uh, where can people find you online and all that fun stuff? They can't, Brent. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. it. Andy's one of those guys. Yeah. So if you want to know who Andy is, you want to send him a message, you're just going to have to. You have to get a gig with me at Rock Doc. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't exist online. There's no online That's presence. So Amazing. One of every 15 people right now is kind of in that world. So good for you to be one of them ones. That's Andy Show tour manager for Bare Naked Ladies, good friend of mine and a fellow uh, Rock Doc worker. And uh, good to see you my friend and thanks so much well good to kind of hear you i can't see you yeah sorry about anyway. the video brent thanks it's for having good, me bud no problem buddy come back anytime take care good yeah and you're show and then there was two you and me two of us oh, bud yeah, that's right yes bud yes everybody we go uh, we go back for a minute there but yeah uh, we go back a little son. ways it's it's been a while and you had a podcast on the dean bundell network and i think you were talking about maybe bringing one back or doing another trying one here to soon, figure, so. trying to trying to figure another one out you know Maybe yeah. we'll start our own show together. No. Well, we could do a but, show. Uh, yeah, we could do. We could yeah, do a show. but uh, you know, myself, uh, I've been a touring tech for 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 years. Uh, Shinedown's been my main gig pretty much for the last ten years. Uh, I take care of Eric Bass, uh, bass player, keyboarder, does everything. Big songwriter, uh, producer, mixing the record. Uh, I've been sort of his right hand man, back with him since two thousand fifteen. Uh, I've done the last two records with the band too, which was uh, quite the experience. I've never done a, an album with a touring artist before. And uh, plus I have a company of my own, WB Gear. I do artist relations mainly with the SIT strings, Rev Amplifications, a couple other brands like Intune, Guitar Picks, Mental Case. Yeah, I've got a pick and, there uh, actually. Hold on one second. I, I actually uh, yeah. keep talking uh, keep talking away there and tell everybody yeah. what, else, what else you do. Do uh, artist relations with them and uh, take care of uh, outside sales with all those brands. Uh, so wbgear.com uh, you can find us and uh all my socials uh are uh hoogie on the road uh you can find me on the twitters or the instagrams pretty much uh but that's about it and, active uh, active active out there now this is your this is your company yes. here right there so basically yeah, you do custom picks or what's what's the, we, the big we, we do we could do custom picks in that and uh that was a custom pick pack that from time to time every three or four months i release a custom pick pack myself and uh i released that uh a week and a half ago uh 80 sets of it and i actually sold out last night what a guy busy yeah. busy busy gotta do it uh yeah, let's start know. a show one day let's just get going Dude. on something come back anytime i appreciate you uh jumping on today man i know we've been trying to get this together for a couple of weeks so uh we have both had a pretty busy run and uh, we're home now so a little bit more time to do that that is hoogie good friend hoogie uh check him out online great guy and old friend and i appreciate you jumping on man thank you so much always a pleasure man thanks for having me yeah buddy no problem 
Well, friends, I mean, what a, uh, you know, that's the first basically run here of the, of the new series that I'm going to do. I'm going to still touch on, you know, all the other things, the coffee, the music, and all the rest of it, you know, musicians. I'm going to get a bunch of band guys on. I've got Matt coming on from Trivium very soon. First thing I got to do to us add more coffee because you know coffee is a big part of this show as you guys know right there there's like a see this this mug heats up when the coffee goes in how cool is that anyways mm, more shows to come i've got matt this is matt from trivium is going to come on i got a bunch of other musicians coming on to talk about um their experiences touring and, and things like that this is a Hoogie Scott and Andy and Jimmy coming on from the crew side, uh, talking about what they've been going through logistically. Uh, as you guys know, we've all had to experience a bit of a change in this kind of world. So, yeah, people asking, what's going on? How, how are we getting through it? So there's four opinions about what they've been experiencing. Um, and, um, you know, it's been quite an experience for everybody, to tell you the truth. So appreciate you guys sticking it out and uh, – if you want questions, you can ask them uh, anytime. Uh, link below on anything that you see, BrentonOnTour.com. You can check all my old episodes out there, plus new uh, YouTube. Go check me out on YouTube, Brenton on Tour Podcast, uh, on there, and leave a uh, comment under here about you know what you think about touring. Are you going to go see live shows? Are you going to? Are you feeling comfortable going back out into the into the world and doing you know, being normal, as they say, and all the rest of it? You tell me. I'm not sure. People have their own opinion about it, but happy to discuss it um, with you and, and and we'll bring you into the show and, and, and I'll bring your questions in and all the rest of it. Uh, Matt from Trivium, a bunch of musicians coming up. Uh, I'm going to get into the buyers. I'm going to get into the promoters, buyers. I'm going to get into um, the musicians. I'm going to get into all sorts of people that are involved in our business because it is Brenton on tour. I'm home for a few months, so it gives me time to get caught up catch up with some of these people, find out what's going on. There's always tons of stories out there. There's always tons of things uh, that people can talk about in our business and we get tons of questions about it. Uh, any subjects, anything that you want me to talk about, uh, guests that you, might, you know, might want me to bring on, anything like that, just leave a comment, send me a comment. You can follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, all those places at Brenton on Tour. Um, and uh, I'll get back to you and I appreciate you guys tuning in. Season three is here. Lots of content, lots of things on the way. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm having a blast doing this. And I love the fact that you guys are tuning in and I appreciate it. And thank you so much for that. So that is the Brenton on tour podcast. Season three is here. Uh, that is the crew. Hoogie. Scott. Jimmy and Andy. Thank you so much for coming on. Check all their bands out. Disturbed, Daughtry, Halsey. Oh, man, Shinedown. Bare Naked Ladies. They're all out there. Buy some gear from Hoogie right there. You can check it out. He's got a, a cool, you know, if you got a little little musician in the family, he can make you some custom picks. Very cool stuff. Brenton on Tour podcast for another week. Thank you, my friends. We'll see you next week.
It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.